Welcome to the Millennial Falcon Podcast, a pop culture podcast by three geeky millennials. I'm Willby Dobbs, a filmmaker in the D.C. area, and with me, as always, for 200 episodes are my two co-hosts. I'm Hai Chen Bui, a writer for Slash Film and a pop culture journalist in New York. And I am Anya Crittenden, a writer and editor in Los Angeles. And as Willoughby said, this is our 200th episode. So despite all the bad in the world right now, there are still some glimmers of positivity and joy in this world. And for us, at least, reaching 200 episodes is definitely a big positive moment for us and one that I think we can you know, focus on and be proud of. Um, And so today we're just going to kind of talk about the podcast a little bit and, you know, how far we've come. And it'll probably be a shorter episode, but, you know, it's something nice and good in this uneasy time. Yeah, we're taking a a walk down memory lane when things were nicer and we could go outside. (laughs) So, yeah, um, Willoughby was the one who... um, uh, was very excited about this episode. He he pitched it, and of course, we have we have to do something special for episode two hundred, which is a huge milestone. So, uh, Willoughby, why yeah. don't you start us off with like, where how do we get here? Where how have we come did from? We get here. Where do we where did we come from? Where do we go? Where did we come from, Cotton Eye Joe? Um, no. Yes. You had to go there. <laughs> oh, I have to always. Um, I, I, it's 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 a problem. Um, so for some for people who may not know, if you join the podcast, if you're listening to the podcast like now and not in 2015, you'll you might not know that the three of us were in college together. Uh, we took a uh, Hollywood in the 70s class in 2013, um, and HT and I were friends uh, th- all through of college. We met Anya in 2013 through this class. Um, and you guys started talking a lot about Once Upon a Time and Game of Thrones, two very popular shows at the time. Or I, eh, Once Upon a Time was, I, wouldn't, I don't know how popular it, it was. Popular. It was popular. Like, yeah, it had a very uh, yeah. devoted following. It did, but yeah. Game of Thrones, you guys <laughs> talked about Game of Thrones, which was the the hot TV show of, of the decade as as we've soon discovered, but um, you guys also talked about it when you guys still both like had enjoying uh, viewing times where it wasn't all terrible. Um, so like you guys got, got to know each other and like throughout just like the class itself, the three of us sort of bonded and became very good friends. Um, and then Anya, you graduated and you went to Disney World and then uh, HT and I were still in college and then we graduated in 2014 and then like, we just all started talking to each other on Twitter and Facebook Messenger, and we just sort of like, you know, and we would have like for a whole like year before we started the podcast, you, like the three of us would just like tweet at each other and have these long Twitter conversations where we were just talking about like the Twitter news of the day or something happened like, you know, and we would react to it and then we got onto this lengthy conversation and then HT, I believe it was you who came to us about the idea of doing a podcast in like August of 2015. And we did like a test run. We, we figured out how that, or at least we did a test of like, can we do this over Skype? Can we record? What's, how can, can we do this? And then we figured out it could work. And the two of us would go to AU and we would podcast and we would Skype Anya to sort of reduce the amount of like Skype conversations. 
and it was fun. To, we would get to hang out. Sometimes we'd do like a like a brunch beforehand or some sort of ha- like, and then and then we would podcast. And then and then HT, you eventually moved to New York City, so we couldn't do that anymore. Um, and also, I moved to Silver Spring, Maryland, which was a lot harder to get to to AU from there because I had to like transfer and get on the AU shuttle line, which is a phrase I haven't said in forever. So like, <laughs> it all became a lot easier just to Skype uh, and use Skype and record with. Uh, with microphones and stuff. Um, and that's what we, we've been doing. And like, and in 2016, yes, it was 2016. Uh, Anya came out to DC and we did one episode in the room where it happened, the room that we took our Hollywood in the seventies class. And it was a lot of fun to sort of like reminisce on the memories. And we also had like a really fun weekend where we stayed over at HT's house. We like watched movies uh, we brought our favorite movies to watch to like that we hadn't show uh, that the other two people hadn't watched, and then we did, we had so we had like a marathon of movies, um, and it was like a lot. It was just super chill weekend, and it was really fun to see Anya in person, uh, and so that's sort of like the extent of that. And like like you know every week we talk about a different thing in pop culture, and I'm really surprised we haven't run out of things to talk about it is touch and go every once in a while which is usually <laughs> when it ends up being like uh like a, a shooting the shit episode where we're just talking about like how our weeks have been like what we've been watching and nothing it's not really structured um and and then in 2016 uh, or, or 2017 we started to introduce the monthly movie review so like we sort of had like a dedicated like final Sunday of the month was going to be our movie review for for a movie, um, uh, and so we've been doing that. And so like the podcast has evolved, has sort of roughly stayed the same. Um, just sort of, I think we've all become better podcasters. I know I have. I used to I used to like summarize the plot of every movie I would bring up in a in a podcast, and I was I was like I can't do that anymore. Uh, <laughs> and so like. Yeah, it's. Just, I I definitely uh, know I've I've become a better podcaster and uh and we're all better friends because of this podcast and I just want to like bring sure. up I'm going of course here, but I want to bring the the uh the fact that like we've we've had a lot of like ongoing themes throughout this this podcast uh Disney is a big one like one of our fifth episode was called Disney is not ruining our childhood which is really funny. Because in episode 147, which was in 2019 of last year, we said Disney uh, is the House of Mouse uh, morally uh, bankrupt uh, because that's the year that we started to realize that like, oh, they're just turning everything that we loved in our childhood into a live action uh, shop for shop remake mm-hmm. um, cash grab. And so we sort of, you know, we've evolved on our, our positions. Um, you guys gotten really into horror. So I want to I want to. I think that's like the a perfect top, topic to talk about, like the evolution of our podcast. In episode three, we had like a horror roundtable, and it was our first real episode that wasn't a a, a a TV preview or a movie preview. And you guys, I mean, I'm still like this, but like you guys talked about how you weren't horror fans, and we had our, our friend Lauren on the podcast, or I guess Anya's friend Lauren, she's our friend now, but like, uh. And we, we talked about horror, and now you guys are, like, full-fledged horror fanatics. So, I mean, we've talked a little bit about this before, but, like, how has this, has this journey been for you guys? 
it's been unexpected for sure. I still, you know, haven't fully, fully embraced all forms of horror, but it's it's a genre that I never, I don't um, uh, shy away from now. I remember being so anti-horror back when we first started the podcast for a long, long time in my life. And then I realized, what was I so scared of? And what, and how much of a genre, like how many great movies I was missing out on. Um, I feel, we've talked about this before, like what is the movie that kind of changed our opinion or changed or opened our, our eyes to the genre. But I'm really happy that I've been able to um, dive more into horror and actually like look forward and to, to more horror films and even list horror films as some of my favorite movies uh, of the year. And um, yeah, horror is just a, it's a um, misbegotten genre. It's one that's definitely uh, uh, misunderstood many a times as being just for, for shocks and scares. But it I really enjoy how it's uh, on the sort of, um, on the, on the, in the same vein as you know, fairy tales are, in which they're cautionary tales that stand for something bigger or something different. And I've always really enjoyed sort of like the elasticity and the freedom, the creative freedom that horror movies have because of that. So yeah, I'm, I'm really happy I've been able to, to open up to them more, especially being a film critic. I, I feel like I should have to watch as many movies as I can. I don't have to, you know, get into uh, just torture porn or something like that. But, you know open my eyes to movies that um i wouldn't have considered before uh but anya i know is is way actually i think she's even more into horror than me uh because you will you are a huge evil dead fan i actually haven't watched any evil dead movies i'm sorry i need to do it at some point but um you have uh, you really much, do you yeah really you do. have a much more varied i think horror horror um I, taste than i do yeah since becoming a horror fan i have like i've embraced it with like the most open arms and I'm so enthusiastic about it now as a genre um like UHT there are some that I will kind of like draw the line at um but otherwise like my roommate can attest like I'm constantly wanting to watch horror movies right now like whenever we have like a movie night I'm always like what about this horror movie and I think it's because since I spent so much of my life so far like not being into horror I feel like I've missed out on a genre that I now genuinely love. And so it's almost like I'm just, I'm trying to like go back and kind of like miss and or catch everything that I missed. And so it's about, you know, you find something new that you enjoy and you want to just like consume as much of it as you can. And so that's kind of me is like, I still love other movies, um, you know, and horror is not my all time favorite genre, but because it's the one that I'm like just getting into and there's so much of it out there, I just constantly want to watch horror now because I, I want to expose myself to as much as I can because it is a genre that I end up, that I've ended up really loving. Um, and, you know, I've done classics and indie ones and I see them in theaters now. And, you know, it's, it's really fun. And I realized that I just really, really love that genre and that it's so much more than I ever kind of thought it was and sort of like, waved it off as and I'm really excited that I'm into it now I like I love horror um my really like will sort of touch on this so stay tuned yeah character development we're all got we all got character development um one of the other things that we've talked about a lot about is uh the Oscars uh every year we do an Oscars reaction to the nominations and a recap podcast 
of the winners. And I feel like the last five, four or five years have been an interesting uh, way to like look at the Oscars uh, in our in our podcast in the form of like representation. And like the first episode we have for the Oscars is called Oscar hashtag Oscar so white. So like we were like that was or like we were talking about. I mean, obviously everyone was talking about it, but like. Uh, like right from the get-go we've always been exploring ways to talk about representation in cinema and tv shows and so i think that it's it's really uh interesting to see how you know some some years the oscars had a really had really good years and then sometimes they just they really shit the bed um and i kind of consider myself on the same page as like a lewis fertel when it comes to the oscars in that they yeah. always roll around, they roll around every year, and there's always something to complain about, and like genuine complaints, like genuine things that the Academy should be doing better at, um, and like genuine problems that they have. But at the end of the day, I am someone who will both acknowledge these problems and why they matter and why they should be rectified, but I am also someone who I still love the Oscars. I like, I can't help myself even with all of it all their flaws i love the oscars i love a night where people get dressed up really fancy and celebrate one of the things that i love most in this entire world and as bong joon ho called it it is a very local award show (laughs) in that it is very like america centric um and this was the first ever year that a, a foreign language film and international film won best picture so yes again lots of falls or flaws lots of shortcomings but it's hard for me not to enjoy it just for those few hours because everyone's so excited to be there and they're all dressed up really nice. And I really love movies. And when they have movie montages, I get emotional. And I, for just a few hours, I try and let myself be a little bit less cynical and just celebrate like a night at the movies in Hollywood. I completely agree with you, Anya. I haven't gotten cynical to the Oscars just yet, even though a lot of my coworkers at Slash Film are and won't even watch the the awards ceremony the night that it airs. But uh, the Oscars for me were were so formative in terms of like becoming a, a movie lover, a cinephile. They were kind of what introduced me to a lot of the prestige dramas and uh, would-be classics that would... Um, help like help form my own uh love of cinema and love of movies and i still think despite it you know reducing movies to a horse race and becoming sort of a binary is this a good movie is this a bad movie is this a best picture winner etc etc um i still think that it's a celebration of movies first and foremost and that's what i really love about it and i also just love seeing all these celebrities in one room and and having fun with the the people they are behind the camera as well and off camera and it's just it's such a fun night i still find such like an awe with the hollywood glamour of it all and uh just yeah the celebration of movies i really like the montages that they do every year i'm like yeah movies are great montages are so good (laughs) montages are so good they are not overrated they are perfect movie Mm -hmm. montages that are edited by like expert editors who are like doing the show uh give me all of them yeah, I I love the Oscars, and I remember that one year Willoughby where uh, I think Anya couldn't um, record one night. I can't remember whether we were talking about whether we were recapping the Oscar nominations or the Oscar ceremony itself. But it was just the two of us, and we were still recording in the room together, and we were just very we we're just so excited and just geeking out yeah. about movies. And that's that's for I me like was... was it was the Oscars? Yeah, I 
it was definitely the Oscars. I can't remember if it was a reactions or to the to the wins themselves. Mm-hmm. I think it might have been to the win. No, it had to have been maybe the reactions because we were recording, like on us, we record on Sundays, mm. so maybe it was that. Yeah. Um, but or maybe it was like an Oscars preview. Either way, it was like it's always just so fun to talk about the Oscars and like the movies themselves and like you know like you were saying like just because a movie's been nominated by an Oscar doesn't mean that it's not a good movie or like, you know, just because they're not in the, in the conversation. Like we had a whole conversations like throughout the whole award ceremony about like Moonlight and uh, uh, what's his name and call me by your name. Timothy Chalamet. Uh, no, not to, the other Oh, guy. Michael Stilberg. His dad. Michael Michael Stilberg had like, dad. he should have won the Oscar that year. Should have won for it, that speech like, alone. That speech alone, that conversation, like the, but the conversation around his like awards trajectory was so fun to like talk about and to like, and like the whole like watching Moonlight win the Oscars and like seeing all those celebrities like genuinely be, be like confounded and confused and elated and like to see their reactions, like to have that. I think like the Getty photographer was like taking photo, like took the widescreen and you could zoom in on each individual celebrity's reaction to the news that Moonlight actually won. And La La Land didn't like. There are moments like that where it's really exciting to watch, and then to get onto the podcast a day later or a week later and talk about it with you guys. Like I think it's always been like these like sort of constants, like the TV previews, the Oscar nights. You know, whenever we do like a big Marvel movie, like all these like sort of staples that we sort of have included into the podcast. It's really always fun to like kind of check in and see like how are we feeling about this genre of movies now, like. With superheroes, like we've gone through, like we started off the podcast. Ant Man was the latest movie to be in theaters, or, or at least Marvel movie, and now we're in a post End Game universe. Uh, with you know, so much has happened with superheroes, and like we've done Marvel versus DC episodes. We've talked about, you know, superhero. Like we've done reviews for a lot of the Marvel movies now. Um, we really don't talk about DC because their movie, or at least we we didn't at first because those movies were trash. And now we get like Wonder Woman and Aquaman. And, and now they're better than the Marvel movies sometimes. Debatable, yes. Um, and so like- Very occasionally, yeah, yes. And true. we could have, and it's really fun to have conversations like that. Like last year we had a whole, we had our conversation about Shazam. I don't even know, did we actually ever re- review Shazam or did we just like talk about it for three weeks straight? I, I think we talked about it for three it was, weeks straight because Anya. It's just, <laughs> really... it was just so entertaining to have you guys maintain... be like, I'm opposed to the movies. This is also, this is also a thread of this podcast is when does Anya really dislike a movie <laughs> and how much does she yell about it? Because... Also, how many times she yells about her favorite uh, boy of the month? At first it was Dan Stevens and then it was <laughs> Kendall Roy. Um, then it was I Kylo do, I Ren. Do, I do, uh, Ben Solo, excuse me. Oh, I'm sorry, Ben. Um, I do love all my, like, my boys that come in and out of my life that I must yell about. I miss my sad boy, Kendall Roy. He is, he is one of the top boys. Um, but I mean, like, I, I'll, I'll look back at it, like, and it's interesting. I sort of almost think of the podcast as like a time capsule. Yeah. Um, yeah. Of like, of, of changing trends in general, but also changing trends amongst us, like HD and I becoming horror fans, you know, or us 
you know, not liking something at first, but maybe we changed our tune. Now I will say I have not changed my tune about either Shazam or Sad Astra. I still very much intensely <laughs> we, dislike I mean, both those films. We did a films. whole episode about Ad Astra, and I don't, if that didn't change it, then like nothing else would. It yeah, I like I still I think about that film, and it still makes me so angry. Um, <laughs> remember. I saw, I was like checking Twitter the day after I think you and Dana had seen Ad Astra and I had seen your tweets and literally my heart dropped into its stomach because I had, I had seen you guys been so like ferociously angry about Ad Astra. And I remember like HT liking it a lot. I really liked it. And so I was really excited to like have a good fun conversation. Like I knew going in, to like the movie that I or, like, ruined it. <laughs> no, no, no. I remember like after seeing the movie, I was like, well, Anya said she's not really excited for it, but maybe she'll enjoy, you know she'll appreciate the the movie as like a piece of filmmaking and 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 like understand like where we're coming from, and like I mean you do like you're good, but like it's it was just so like the reaction like the the diametrically opposed reaction that you had to to that movie that we had is was just. At first, I was really terrified that you like hated me for saying that we should record uh, watch this movie because like it was a movie that you really didn't like, and I was like, oh, I'm so sorry, I I had you subject yourself to this movie. If I had known that like it was gonna be really awful for you, I I would have been like, you never know until you see it. Yeah, yeah. Like I I had to see it to be able to like defend why I don't like it. So, of course. which is why I watched The Crimes of Grindelwald for our Harry Potter episode, in which I was like, I need to know how bad this movie actually it is. Bad. See, there, there are some movies that I refuse to see, but will still criticize, like The Crimes of Grindelwald. I do right. not need to see that movie to slam it. It's honestly a big, so just blah of a movie, so it's not even worth your time. But, like, that was a month where we, like, talked about Watchmen and Ad Astra and it and sort of, like, a weird period where we were like, let's let's talk about these disturbed white men for a little bit. Let's talk and about everything Anya, that Anya hates. I'm, I'm checking <laughs> and out this. So it, and, Bye. And, I mean, and the thing is, right, like, I still really dislike Ad Astra. Um, I am still not a fan of uh, Damon Lindelof. I'm even less of a fan after seeing The Hunt, which is a terrible movie with an awful script. Um... Dame Lindelof is not as clever as he thinks he is. Um, but I but? have these opinions, but I still really enjoy discussing them with you. And like, it oh, never, no. you know, it never, it's never going to like reflect on like us as a, as a trio and our friendship and the podcast and how it works. And it's just, I happen to be someone I'm, I'm an Aries. Like, what can I say? Like, I'm going <laughs> to be loud about my opinions and like, I'm going to like yell about them. And that doesn't mean they're right. Um, or doesn't mean that I, I there are flaws in my opinions, but uh, you know I'm I'm a person who is very strong-willed and very loud, and you know I don't like Damon Lindelof, but that's okay. Yeah, that's and okay. That's what I think is one of the best parts of our podcast is that we all have our own opinions and we all have our strong opinions about things. And even though for the most of the the part, most of the part, most of the time. The most part, most the, the, most the most part, most, most for the part. most part, we do agree on a lot of things. But um, we always, we I think more and more um, as we bec- grow older and as we kind of grow into our own movie tastes and uh, pop culture tastes, we've um, become more just like comfortable with our own opinions. And I, I really like that. And I like that we've been able to document that on the podcast. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of it's interesting to you know to look at the timeline of our lives, like when we. When we started the podcast, we were like, you know, fresh out of college by a couple of years. And now we're like 
five years into our 30, late guys. 20s. We are almost 30. I, got, I still got like a year and a half until that. Um, yes, wait, 92, 22. Wait, you mean like... 20 now. You mean two years, two I? and a half years. Two years, two and a half two years. Two and a half. Yeah. I have no... That's the thing, I guys. have two I years have come Friday. I have, I have two years... I have, well, actually, a year and a couple of days. You, you have I, like you a have year, twenty-three months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, no, it's you know we're all we're getting older, but like, but it's also fun to talk about things that we've liked since childhood, like animation and Disney and Pixar and like all these movies that we really like have like that are like seared onto our hearts, and we get to talk about those when we do like our like director our like uh deep dives or our movie genre deep dives like we've talked about the rom-com and like where did it go where did it come from where did it go it's back again like netflix brought back the rom-com like single like single-handedly like hercules pulling meg out of uh out of hades like that was really fun to like talk about a couple years ago when we were like netflix bought all these rom-coms and they're showing them all and it's like really fun to like you know, like talk about set it up or like to all the boys I loved before. Like those were like it was a really like fun like month and Crazy Rich Asians came out like the same month as all those. So, like it was really fun to talk about all those movies and like me as as a guy, as a straight white man, I've really like come to appreciate like romantic comedies a lot more. I and like the the, the things that you guys bring to the podcast that I necessarily wouldn't have watched like ready or not or like like a horror film like you and like our episodes where we talk about or where we like uh i wouldn't say force but like we assigned like a movie or a tv show to watch that we wouldn't normally watch or like we've been really wanting the other person or the other people to like to watch and we get them to do it and then like hear our thoughts about it like i got you guys to watch the host before um the bong hive came about with parasite that's and true. It was so were, good. It's so good. You were on it before everyone else. Uh, it was that was really uh, fun to do because then when he did blow up, we were like, oh, we watched like one of his earlier movies before, even before Snowpiercer. Um, so I think that, yeah, I think that the three of us are different. We, you know, we all come from different places, and but like we all like share pop culture, so like we're able to show to share with each other our different pop culture tastes and have and like sort of like cross pollinate in a way and like how we all and how we can all like sort of appreciate each other a little bit more by knowing like what we what the other that oh this other this person likes this movie a lot so let me give it a try to see like why they love it so much and then you get to talk about it later like I think that that I think this we're sort of like we're we're forcing friendship on each other by this with this podcast I think it's great Willoughby, it's been so long since we started the podcast. Um, are there any, you know, weird episodes or strange, strange little one-offs that uh, we did early on that you want to mention? Like things that maybe we thought would be a huge thing and then never ended up being a thing at all? You mean like our big binge episodes with Rebecca where we tried to watch a season of television and well, then do that, an episode about it? That was it? an attempted, that was an attempted spinoff that didn't work because we all ended up not having enough time. But like, I don't know, weird topics. Right. Like, um, when we remember when we did a whole episode about Pokemon Go and we're like, this is going to change video games forever. And it did not. 
It did not, but it did, like, I mean, there's still a dedicated Pokemon Go community out there, and we had Philippa on last year to talk about Pikachu and Pokemon, and, like, Pokemon Go is still, like, prevalent. It's just not as, uh, you know, it's not like uh, how everyone was, was using it the week that it came out, you know? Like, I feel like it's, the people that do uh, play it are still very dedicated to playing it. Um, but, yeah, like, we had... You know, our first episodes were really sort of like we talked about like the young adult novel and adaptations of those. Like we've we've done a lot of like one offs. We had our crossover episode with the Cosmic Potato podcast, which was fun. Um, and uh, we've we, I, I wouldn't say we've experimented with a lot of different things unless you're unless you're thinking of an episode that I'm just blanking on. Well, no, I, I'm, like, I was just uh, asking like your opinion on like any sort of topics or themes that were kind of a uh an interesting or memorable thing for you um i mean like they're all they're, they're all great 200 of them they're yeah. so good uh but like I, I guess i would say like uh early on like i really liked our i really liked that we established like doing like recap recap uh like rev, like 20 like yearly like best ofs um like we did that with uh we did like the force awakens review and then we did the review of 2015 as a whole and it was like fun to talk about like all those movies like i think when we started doing like movie reviews before we like designated it being a, like a monthly thing where we just were like let's talk about captain america civil war because it's like the only thing that's going on but it's also this huge thing like i think it's always fun when we sort of like when something takes over pop culture for a week and we like oh we have to talk about this like when stranger things became like the biggest thing in the in america we were like we need to do like several episodes about stranger things um which we ended up doing um and i think it's just sort of fun to sort of like kind of like be loosey-goosey with our our schedule and to see like where things how things how pop culture changes so drastically so radically and yeah like our i, I sort of scrolled through the podcast uh titles and like to episode descriptions and we definitely we definitely were trying to do a lot more uh one-off things and like director reviews like over the over like in the beginning where we were like what can we talk about um and then i think we sort of fell into more of a rhythm of like well this thing is like the biggest thing in in the country right now let's talk about this or like we're all we're all, we're all watching the witcher so let's watch the witcher um so i feel like we've grown comfortable with sort of sort of deciding kind of like the wednesday before like oh we're going to talk about this um, yeah, I remember we used to have like, a big Google Doc that we would debate our topics on, and it was much more scheduled. Yeah. I was like, oh, we're going to do a schedule, and these are the topics that we'd have on Evergreen and stuff. And now it's just like on, on our group chat, we'll be like, what do you guys want to talk about? Let's do this. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, well, news moves so fast. It and does. Things happen so quickly in the entertainment industry, and sometimes just got to play it by ear. And I think that's better. It makes it more, you know, prescient and you know, topical. Mm -hmm. And I like, yeah. I think it, it adds to the format of our, of our podcast too, which is just three friends chatting about pop culture. And, um, we're a pop culture yeah. podcast by three geeky millennials. Yeah. That's what we are. We are. Should we rename it once we hit like our forties or something? <laughs> no, we're only, I mean, we're still millennials. I guess millennials. we still are millennials. Even when we're, gonna, even when we're 80, we're still going to be millennials. <laughs> yeah. We're just going to be the, we're just going to be the boomers that can't go out in in the public right now because mm -hmm. of the coronavirus. Like, we're just going to be, you know, we're going to be like, oh, they're, they're the generation that, you know, transitioned from analog to digital. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we, um, 
I, I love our title. I think that was the reason actually I pitched the podcast to you because I just thought of the title of one day and I was like, I hope no one, and I looked it up, I'm like, no other podcast has this title. We have to jump on it. And uh, yeah, we, we got it. But um, we jumped on it and we did it and we're, we're doing it. And I think like, I think it's just sort of fun to just sort of think about like, when we started the podcast, we sort of were, we had fallen off of Doctor Who and then midway through, like, a couple years ago, like, we got back into it. Yeah. At least two of us did. And I think it's just sort of fun just to, like, watch the, our, the long-term, like, transition uh, and, like, the ebb and flow of our, our tastes in pop culture and, you know, what things we really like at, at in 2016 and then we ended up not liking it in 2019 or whatever. It's like, or, like, vice versa. Or, like, so we suddenly, I mean, we've always, oh, one of the things... I completely forgot about this. We didn't always have a really like at the begin at the end of every episode. We did a like a love it or hate it situation where we like we talked about something we really loved or something we really hated, um, and we sort of got rid of that because we wanted to focus more on the positivity part of of like being in pop culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's something that sort of is a kind of a wild thing to talk about like now because like we we're we're all really into positivity and like self-care and whatnot. And I feel like that first, I can't remember when we stopped doing it, but like it, it must've really been early on. Time. I remember we, yeah, we, but we did it for at least like the first five or six that we just sort of like, we were bringing it, but then we realized like a lot of our conversation are a lot of those were always like positive. So we just sort of got rid of the negative part. Um, but yeah, that's sort of, that's a different thing that we sort of to retooled for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't yeah. know where I was going. No, I I agree. I like the our ebbs and flows. I like to think of it as uh, you know, it saying it like that is, is so diplomatic and nice. More, it's just like I get obsessed with something again, and I, I just want to talk about only that. In the way that Anya is uh has uh, her recurring obsessions, I have my recurring obsession with various topics like Doctor Who. And I think several times I've pitched episodes where I'm like we should talk about Doctor Who, and you're, and you're like we've already talked about a Doctor Who several times. You don't need to do it again. And um, yeah, it's happened at least like two or three times where I'm just like, guys, Doctor Who's really good. We want to talk about we've it again. Done at least, we definitely have done four different Doctor Who episodes. <laughs> where I think we did, we did, we did one for our love of Doctor Who that we, I, where I think we all sort of weren't into it at the time, and then we, and then the new Doctor came out, and we did like a review of the first episode, and then I think H, and then we did like, and then we did the episode that we did, we did the New Year's Day podcast uh like the like the that episode we did a, a episode on on it and like sort of like the season as a whole so like we definitely did like three episodes of doctor who two of and them then, being about the, that current season and there was another right before the the current the uh Jody Rickers doctor came on where i was like guys i've watched all of doctor who and i love it and i want to talk only about it that's right <laughs> that was like your really like for the week was like you had gotten real back into doctor who and then I did. Melissa and I watched all of Doctor Who after you had watched all of Doctor Who again. And yeah, because so, it was like, the only thing I would tweet about, it, too. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, yeah, it's just sort of fun to, like, watch how we, like, get back into things and whatnot. Like, obviously, the one constant in my life is Star Wars. Um, and, like, literally from the beginning of the podcast to now, our podcast is goddamn named after a thing in star wars like (laughs) it's definitely never going away um as much as star wars itself tries to distance it um so it tries to socially um, distance 
<laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm de- I'm gonna buy the Rise of Skywalker on Blu-ray. I have to. It's sort do of it. like ingrained in my DNA that I have to do that. Um, it's it's also really funny to remember that I have the quote-unquote complete saga on Blu-ray, which is just the first six movies uh, that came out in like 2011, and now like I have to buy. I'm I'm not gonna do it again, but like there's probably gonna need, there's obviously gonna be another box set of the complete the I think they're calling it the Skywalker Saga. So like you could have the complete saga and then the Skywalker Saga on Blu-ray. Uh, what what a thing! What a thing Star Wars is. Yeah, there's been. I mean, I'm trying to think of other things that have uh, uh, occurred or like changed as, since we've been doing the podcast. I mean, you know, big life changes since then too, as we uh, have talked about before. But um, I know that. I have kind of re-embraced anime again, and that was that was kind of a fun thing because I had uh, all but written it off when I was in college, and now I'm coming kind of coming back to it and uh, embracing that part of my identity again. And um, that was like a, actually a little while ago too. So it, it's always fun to see kind of things that you come back around to, like you were saying, and have a newfound appreciation for or. Um, things that you didn't like before and kind of come back around come around to as well Anya are there are there any things that that that, um happen like that for you I mean things I remember you talking about a lot are your boys and then musicals as well and um I always really enjoy like hearing your opinion about musicals too because I know so little about them yeah it's sort of like you you have this whole other world that we're not a part of (laughs) Musicals are very important to me. I was literally actually just thinking about Gallivant the other day and how much I missed that show. Oh my god, I was just watching clips from Gallivant the other day and listening to the soundtrack. Anya, great minds. Uh, it's so it like it really was such a good show um and I'm I'm still sad about it um I need to go back and listen to the soundtrack because it's perfect but yeah musicals are really important to me I mean I um I grew up wanting to be on Broadway I the high school I went to was a magnet school for performing arts um and so I did choir and musical theater and like play production and so theater has always been very important to me um and you know, New York is a place that I hold very close to my heart. And, you know, ultimately I decided, I always say this, um, and it sounds so cheesy, but like I decided that I love the stage more than the stage loved me. Um, and that I just, you know, I don't have the talent for that and that's okay, but I managed to keep it in my life. Um, you know, by, you know, seeing shows frequently, it's like something that I make sure that I, like I will give up other things in my life that cost money in order to make sure I have money for theater tickets and have like season tickets and see plays. Um, and you know, we were going to go see, uh, the production of Bernhard Hamlet in April out here in LA, but it got canceled because of COVID, but we ended up getting, uh, tickets to see Macbeth in July with Nicolas Coster-Waldo. So I'm very excited. He's playing Macbeth. Um, and so, yeah, so theater is just very important to me. It's, I've always loved it since I was a little girl and you know, that love has never stopped. And I, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's like a little fandom unto itself, but it's smaller than like movies and television. So, you know, I don't always, you know, have the outlets to talk about it, but it, I, yeah, I love musicals a lot. All right. Um, we'll be, 
do you have anything else that you want to add to wrap up our our discussion of 200 episodes, this milestone moment for the Millennial Falcon? I just want to thank all the people that have been on our podcast in the past, like our friends who have who've been like a guest and we've gotten to talk about to them about like things that they really enjoy talking about. Um, so like, thank you to all of you guys. If you're listening, uh, that we'll have you guys back on, um, and do like a Skype, Skype call. Um, there's so many things to talk about in pop culture. So like, we'll never run out of topics. Um, and I just want to like, thank you guys for, you know, for, for being friends and being podcast co-hosts and like, you know, sort of like this, the, the day, like the weekly constant, um, and check-in and it's always been like, it's, it's been like really, really cool to, to talk to you guys literally every week for an hour and like talk about like everything that we've been, we've been watching and like things that we were really excited about. I, I think that this is a place of positivity, um, and I continue to maintain that ideal. So I'm glad that we continue to do this, especially in these uh, unprecedented times, to use a very overused uh, uh, term right now. Yeah. Uh, you, I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, I'm so grateful to both of you to have you guys in my life and to be able to talk pop culture every week for you. It's a blessing. And um, just to see your faces. Uh, I know you, everyone here listening can't see any of our faces but uh we're all smiling just beaming ear to ear right now and we love you guys listeners and love each other so just uh yeah check in love each other during this uh time of uh chaos amid amid the coronavirus pandemic Anya. all right moving on <laughs> <laughs> I, I i i double what I second what both of you said and I, I i can't add any more to it i love you both i love this podcast i love our friendship you know, uh, amidst everything. <laughs> All right. With that, let's move on to the last segment of our episode. I really, 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 really like you. But I need to tell you something. I'll save mine for last so we can end on a really great note. Uh, so, Willoughby, why don't you start us off? What do you really like this week? Uh, Animal Crossing. It is the best it is the the latest iteration of Animal Crossing uh, is out on Nintendo Switch, and it's so much fun. Uh, you get, uh, for those of you who may not know, it's like a quote-unquote real-life simulator where you are sort of this, like, representative in this island, and you get a house, and you get tools, and you can knock down trees, and you can fish, and you can plant. And you can like do a whole bunch of different things to earn money, to pay off your home loan, and uh, and to buy things for, like for your house, and to just sort of like uh, grow the island, uh, get uh, villagers to come to live at your on your island, and be friends with them. And like sometimes they'll give you things, and then you can use those things, or you can sell them for more money. Uh, and you can go to different like un uh, uncharted islands to like mine for rocks and for like iron and like it's this it's very like Stardew Valley and a lot of these like Harvest Moon games to and Har Animal Crossing are all sort of this in this like chill genre of like task forward video games where it's like really chill and casual but also like you have things to do all the time but it never really feels like uh you know time there's no time crunch um and like, like there's no like deadline or interest on your home loan. So like you could pay it off as long as it takes, but it's like 
really fun to like put an impact in that, especially because as millennials, none of us own homes. So this is sort of like a fantasy. Um, and like all the villagers are like these anthropomorphized animals and they're really fun. And they talk in this like gibberish that is like literally like nothing, but it's really cute and garbled and like high pitched. So it's like, and we're like, Oh yeah, that was really fun. Thank you for this, you know, hat. Uh, so it's just like this really pleasant chill game that is also really like you could fish and you just you could just all all day all you could do is fish or you can uh plant trees or you can like pick up weeds and like and then goes like sell that and you can this version of animal crossing has recipes quote-unquote recipes where it basically gives you like pick up six pieces of wood and some clay and you can build a bridge that'll take you across to a different part of the island that you can easily get access to, or you can build fishing rods. You can build your tools and then you can build better tools to on those, on top of those tools to like main, keep them like they last longer. Um, so like, that's just, it's just so much fun to play. And especially in these unprecedented times, uh, we're all stuck inside. And so it's really fun to like have something to do and to like keep an eye on and like keep playing and like check in. Uh, so yeah, Animal Crossing New Horizons. It's out on Switch right now. All right. I'm actually uh, going to jump in and go next, Anya, if that's all right. Because speaking of anthropomorphized oh, I, animals... I, I set it up for you, didn't I? Oh, damn it. But a vastly, a vastly different kind. You guys heard of, of uh, V-Stars? Uh, if you yes. don't know what that is, it's the furry anime on Netflix. <laughs> I love it, and I'm not a furry, probably, but I would not be surprised if you thought me so after I describe what this anime is about. So, Beastars is a new anime on Netflix that is set in an anthropomorphized world uh, where herbivores and carnivores live side by side very warily, but that delicate balance gets upended when um, a series of brutal murders of herbivores uh, is um, starts to happen, uh, and they are devoured, apparently, by carnivores. So it takes place at this high school, Cherrytown Academy, where a student, a herbivore student, is murdered, and um, the protagonist is a sweet, lonely, loner wolf named Legoshi, and he's a carnivore, but he just wants to blend in the background and maybe get a girlfriend, but he doesn't know how to act around people, and he's so cute and sweet, and I love him. And <laughs> But he's always being uh, discriminated against and admonished, and it's not his fault because he's the kindest, gentlest soul, and I love him. Did I mention that? Because I do. <laughs> And, um, but despite all of his, his efforts to tame his carnivorous spirit, he finds himself drawn to this rabbit, uh, and accidentally attacks her one night, but fi and after he doesn't, he almost kills her, he grows, he sort of, uh, has a fixation on her, and he can't tell if it's love or if he, if it's his carnivorous blood, Re yearning for for more blood <laughs> but it's so cute guys so basically if what i described to you sounds like a horny zootopia not far off but it's actually i don't even know what to make of what you're telling me right now 
I like. I also have. I cannot comprehend any of this. Glad that someone. It's actually quite a sweet coming of age um, slice of life anime because it's set in this high school and it's very much about the, the going the romantic sort of ins and outs of these students who um with like Legoshi at the center uh, and uh he and they're actually a bunch of theater kids which is the one time I've ever seen theater kids depicted in on screen where they're incredibly likable and fun and uh it mostly it's a very bare bones plot it mostly has to do with the theater kids trying to put on a big dramatization uh this big play with this with their star actor who is a deer um who may who uh is who is attempting to be the next beast star which is sort of like this representative of the society who um uh is kind of this almost like a political figure and will be able to um i don't really know what the actual uh logistics are of his job but it seems like he's some sort of political figurehead um and so they're like he's voted on or something or or uh deems one so but uh it's it's strangely addicting uh, of a series because first of all the protagonist Lagoshi the wolf is just the sweetest boy in the world and you just he's a sad boy Anya so I think you would love him once you get past sort of uh, all of the <laughs> I love sad boys that yeah, are really good he is a he's a good sad boy like when um he starts to get closer to the rabbit Haru she is actually quite uh she's not you know the helpless herbivore that he thinks she is at first she has actually quite her own uh life and identity and uh he's just very thrown by everything she does and uh it's their relationship is really sweet but also his friendships and um relationships with all the other characters is really fun it's it's a great series genuinely and once you get past sort of the the weirder connotations and the, some of the and uh you'll you'll get you'll really like it and honestly like animation is pretty is actually quite gorgeous it's a 3d animated which i usually shy away from in anime because i really dislike how it looks but the way they use it um uh, it actually lets them experiment with different styles they do everything from like watercolor to puppetry to stop motion animation and um they blend it all together in a way that's really creative and really compelling and um it's a it's it's a really fun series to watch uh as well as just uh being an interesting look into um the Japanese sort of sexual politics of it all. So uh, you know how Zootopia kind of turns the animals into this sort of sociopolitical commentary? That isn't so much a, a thing with Beastars. It's more about almost like the sexual politics and the sexual connotations, um, which also so sounds horny weird. Zootopia. So horny Zootopia. But in a way that actually makes sense, that um, makes sense to sort of how the Japanese view and uh, you know, kind of treat animal stories. So, for example, um, to devour in Japanese is slang for having sex. And um, in modern day, <laughs> and in modern day a Japanese culture, uh, the, an herbivore is a word for a man who doesn't have romantic inclinations. And it's something that has actually become kind of a big societal um, concern because they're having uh, a lower birth rates in Japan recently and that's something that their uh their population pyramids is kind of suffering from that so it's kind of interesting how uh Beastars plays into that but for the most part it's just a really sweet really funny and endearing coming of age series that happens to star really buff animals endearing endearing it is endearing ah 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 
No. You guys will wolf it down. No. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I actually, I, I highly recommend Beastars. Um, you won't be Great. a furry after it, probably. Um, will be. I think you and Melissa will, will quite enjoy it. It's, it's on Netflix now. So, uh, now that I've gotten that off my chest, whew, just to let you guys know, I'm probably going to be looking in the market for a plush of Legoshi so he can, uh, you know, he can sleep next to me. <laughs> my oh my gosh, I'm, I'm definitely very intrigued. <laughs> is it, um, is it B or V stars? B. So it's Beast, beast okay. and Stars in one word. Beast, Stars. Gotcha. Yeah. Beast, Stars. Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha. All right. Anya, what is your really like this week? So my really like is A24. Just in general. Yeah. The whole company. I love them. What a um, good movie production company. They really are. So good. Um, so during this quarantine, my roommate and I are taking on this challenge. We are going to be watching every single A24 movie in order of release. Um, and that includes rewatching the ones we've already seen. And we're doing this because A24 just has put out some of our all-time favorite films. You know, um, for me, I think about, like, The Lobster and Midsummer, or something like Free Fire, which shows that on this podcast, there are some things that I like that Willoughby doesn't like, so I'm not always the con- contrarian. So I think there that's you go. the one time I was the contrarian. <laughs> it was um, exciting. It was, like, a nice sort of change of pace. It, it was fun. It was fun. I was like, I'm, I don't like movie i'm very very excited to rewatch free fire because i i still think about that movie um i I tried to do that a couple years ago and guys i couldn't get past the first scene that's fair that's That's fair fair. it's not for everyone um i i love it but so yeah so we we decided to take this time to watch their entire catalog because we really love them as a company and they put out some really great films um and some not good films, which I'm about to get to. My roommate just whispered that. Um, <laughs> we've only watched the first two so far because um, I got like a little sick the past couple days. And then we've also been sucked into playing The Sims. Um, we're going to get back into it. Um, I will say their first movie is terrible. And thank God they recovered from it and became the company they are today. Because the very first movie they put out, A Glimpse Inside the Mind of Charles Swan III, is an awful awful terrible boring racist sexist terrible movie i've never heard of this movie oh god it's so bad charlie sheen's the main character and he's playing himself and that's all you need to know um it's very bad um but we also watched their second movie ginger and rosa which i liked much more it's very interesting and not at all what you expect it's elle fanning um timothy spall annette benning oliver platt it's a great cast um, and that movie was very interesting and very well done. And uh, next up, we have Spring Breakers. So I'm just so excited to watch all their films because I love them. And tying it back into the horror, they have put out some really great horror films, some of which I've seen, some of which I haven't. So I'm, I'm excited to finally see Tusk, which is going to be bananas. Um, and I'm finally going to see It Comes at Night HT. Yay! So, that movie's so great. I know. I'm so excited. So I just love A24. I love... The movies they put out and the risks they take, and I'm excited to watch every single one of their films while in quarantine. I can't wait for you to get to their 2015-2016 period because I feel like that's when they really started to hit their stride mm-hmm. in releasing like Oscar-nominated movies and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, and there are some like there are plenty I've seen, but like there are some that I've just I've missed and that have slipped under the radar for me, and so like I'm excited to finally get to see those. And also, yeah, like rewatch ones that I've seen, but maybe haven't seen in a while, like Ex Machina or Free Fire. So 
I'm uh, I'm very excited for everything, and I'm very excited to rewatch The Lobster because The Lobster uh, probably still my favorite film of A24s. So Ex Machina is so good. That reminds me, I need to watch that movie again. Yeah, so A24 man, they rock. Yay! Yay! All right, well that is our episode. Um, if you guys have any thoughts on the podcast, you know, and what you guys like about it as listeners, um, or anything that you're really liking during this stressful time, whether it's, uh, you know, Animal Crossing or B Stars or movies that you're checking out, like those of A24, come chat with us about that. And where can they do that, Willoughby? You can find us on Facebook if you search for us there. We're also on Twitter at Falcon Podcast. Our blog for the past 200 episodes has been millennialfalconpodcast.wordpress.com. And you can rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud, where you can listen to all 200 episodes right now. Uh, tell your friends. Tell your friends to want to listen to us. Uh, we're going strong. We're only 200 episodes in. It's not a lot. You know, Mark Marin has like 600. And, you know, all these guys, we're, we're getting up there. We're good. We're doing it. Um, where could they find you guys on the internet? You can find me at Chanbui on Twitter. You can find me at Anya Crittenden on Twitter. And you could find me at Willoughby Dobbs on Twitter. All right. Thanks for joining us, guys. Bye. Bye.